Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Strength Talk with the Q, where the Bible meets the MC world. Welcome to Straight Talk with the Q, where the Bible meets the MC world. It's your boy, Pastor E. I want to say good morning to everybody. hope everybody is doing good. Uh, Hope you're enjoying yourself. Hope you are ready for the upcoming weekend, definitely for our community. I know people are going to be out there on the road making it do what it do. Just be safe. Man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we wake up this Wednesday. Once again, we like to open up saying we know that on Thursday and Friday, bikers and uh, community people in our community, the social clubs and Can-Ams be hitting the highway, going somewhere to fellowship and celebrate this community, to celebrate with another club, allow them to be safe as they travel there, to be safe and have fun, to meet new people while they're there, and to continually protect them on their way home. Continue to uh, bless Queen City Biker Church as we just simply do what you ask us to do and try to be obedient. I get a little slow, I get a little weak, but we're asking you to continue to give me the strength to just move forward. Continue to be with all those sick and shut-in bikers, all those uh, that has went down. We know we got some. Once again, I had two Sunday. We already know that there's one fallen rider uh, already, and it's Wednesday, God. Allow us as bikers to look out for each other, but more importantly, look out for ourselves, to be a little bit more patient, to just take our time when we're on this highway. Continue to just, once again, God, take this community in your hand and just allow us to have the fun that's desired to have, but always to have you in mind. And for this, Jesus Christ wants to say, man, amen, amen. Well, today we got a nice little topic, and I'm going to get to it in a minute. But, you know, first of all, I definitely truly want to say if God lays it on your heart uh, to please help support Queen City Biker Church as we get ready to move forward. You can go to capital letter QCBC, uh, CLT. Um, we would definitely, definitely appreciate it. We would definitely, definitely uh, love it. Love to have you be part of this here family. I always say, if you just in this community, you are adopted into the Q family and we love you. Continue to listen to the podcast, support the YouTube page, continue to support and sign up for Motorcycle Entertainment Television. And we'll be back Sunday morning with the Q, 11 a.m. Sunday morning with the Q. Well, today's topic is just, There is no me, myself, and I in the MC community. Or better yet, MCing. MCing. I wanted to put just MCing with the I-N-G, but I ain't want nobody to say I didn't know how to spell, which I don't. But there is no, absolutely, me, myself, and I in the MC community. Now listen, let's open up with this right here. You want to know how you know you're in the wrong club? And I'm being real. If they bylaws, constitution, and pylaws, and T-laws, whatever they want to call them, they bylaws simply just says <clears throat> only, uh, hold on. I need y'all to hear this. You in an organization and they bylaw says that only one person can be the president. They can't be voted out. They can't be escorted out. 
no matter what, only one person can be the president, then you, my friend, you are simply in the wrong club. It's time for you to leave. If other voices can't make a difference, because sometimes even as a president, you've done an awesome, awesome job. You've just reached your, your, your peak. And then it's time for somebody else with a different vision, different ideas to come on. Not saying that you didn't do a good job because you did an awesomely great job because that person probably learned under you or grew under you, but they just have a little bit more tweaking to do to the organization to make it a little bit more better, to do things a little bit more different. And then you eliminate that whole process by thinking you the only one can be the leader. No, my friend, there's a problem with that. There is a huge problem with you thinking you're the only one that can lead this organization. You're not. And if you're in an organization that allows that to happen, then I got to be honest. You're in the wrong organization. Get mad all you want to. We really don't care. Because we have a goal and a purpose is to keep MCing good and great and wonderful. But we do have... Just like we're going to learn today, we do have a few bad apples that make it look bad for everybody. The reason why some of your organizations isn't growing is because people are talking about the leadership. When they go to work and bikers be at work or when they out and about and somebody see them on their motorcycle, they don't even mention their organization or mention their club because you in the way. And they don't want people to be exposed to the foolishness that you're creating. We should be proud of our organization. We should love our organization. There's no perfect organization out there. I'm sorry. Some of y'all may think y'all perfect. First of all, there's no perfect person out there. So how can there be a perfect organization? But there's awesomely great organizations out there. And those you can tell the people that love their organization. Because they brag about their organization. They talk about their organization. They make people look at their own organization. They say, I need to be over there just by the energy that they have. But if your members don't have that energy, then there's probably a problem at the top. And nobody wants to address it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to say it. But it's just what it is. So listen. As I calm down and say this one more time, if your bylaws simply says only one person until they die can be the president, they can't be voted out, move. Move swiftly. Pay your dues on time. Leave with respect and dignity. Turn your colors in and move. Because I can promise you there's a better day ahead. I can promise you there's a greater day ahead. I can promise you instead of you having headaches over something you volunteered for, you will now be having a great time over something that you are compassionate about that once again, you look, you shouldn't be angry and mad at MC. Really, you should. You should be here as a relief to what you just left. You just left your job all week. They done frustrated you. The kids showing out. They had to, you had to go pick your kids up from daycare twice this week. 
Your oldest child is flunking out of school. You got whatever you got going on. MC is supposed to be that. Oh, man, this is so good. Oh, man, this is so relaxing. I ain't got it. You may have problems with wifey, girlfriend, whatever. You should be able to say, man, I just needed this moment. You hanging with your bros. You hanging with your sisters. You pounding. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and pick on Harley. You on them Harleys. The sound system is pumping. Them pipes is just roaring. And you just out there thinking, man, what a joy this is. You get to your destination and you meeting and greeting people that you've never seen before because of social media. There's people that's following you. You following them. You finally get to shake your hand and you just sitting there. You're drinking you a beer, whether it's a root beer or a Budweiser. You're having you a good time and you're just chilling. And you in this moment of just enjoying yourself. You done got your chair. You're chilling out. The DJ cranking out awesome tunes. The young ladies are sexy. The bros is cool. We just out there just celebrating, looking good, respected, and loving each other. And you sitting over there pouting. You sitting over there mad and frustrated. Do you need to look at some of the mother organization out there having a good time? And that's where you belong. That's where you need to be. Because if you're not enjoying this community, in which you volunteered for, then you, you have, there's a problem. This is simply volunteer work. That's all. Now think about this here. Because we, we're going to be looking at this because there is no me, myself, and I in MC. There isn't. There's no. There's a team effort. Simply a team effort. Because even Jesus himself the one person who could have didn't even do it all by himself. Let's be honest. That's the one person that when we realized could have done it because he had his father over him, directing him. He really could have came to this earth and accomplished everything he did by himself. But even Jesus and this is me. This isn't biblically. Even Jesus probably thought this isn't a one man show. Even Jesus himself knew that one day I'm going to go back to the Father. One day I'm going to go back home. Now, if he came and just done it by himself, guess what? When he left, everything that he created that was great probably would have died off. Probably would have faded away. But by him selecting a team, I get to stand here today. Other people get to stand where they're at on their day because Jesus allowed himself to be great, but build up a team around him of different characters, different personalities, different walks of life, different education, different ages, different denomination, different races, different beliefs, because he allowed them people to, to celebrate his journey with him. His vision of the father with him, it allowed us to what? Spread this thing out. But if you're thinking you're the only one that can lead your organization, you're the only one got a vision, you're the only one got ideas, when you die off, because you know what the biggest problem with the MC community is? 
Too many great clubs is dying off. In other words, you ain't had a new member in five, ten years. You getting old. Everybody around you getting old. They retiring out. Your organization is actually fading away. You're not going to be around in three or four or five years. You're not. We're not going to remember you in a few years because you didn't open up the heart of your club to, it doesn't have to listen. When we talk motorcycle, when we say younger generation, we're really not talking about age. We're talking about young as far as your years in motorcycling. And a lot of y'all think y'all doing great things, but the community love you and support you, but not enough to say that you're an organization that somebody else should be part of. A lot of y'all in organizations that nobody ever talk about when they talk with so you do We do this a lot in our community. We'll say, you know what, bro? We may not be the club for you, but I know a club that is for you. What you describing to me on who you are and what you are and what you want to do, we may not be like that, but here is this club who's doing everything you want to do. Some of y'all club names never get mentioned out of other club names as being a club that somebody else want to be part of. Because simply, you know why? When one person, when one person makes all the decisions, that's just bad. It's just bad. It's just very bad. It's just bad. It's just terrible. When one person, only one person can make all the decisions, it's just awesomely terrible. It's just so ruined. It's just so death-defying. It's like jumping into a swimming pool with no water and you just splash the concrete. It's just over. I'm sorry. It's not promising. It sounds and looks good because you got a motor mouth. You ever notice that one person who wants to, they motor mouth. They get to, even in churches, we got motor mouth people. They ain't doing nothing. Everybody can sit up there. Oh, this is day the Lord is me. You know, the people I don't deal with when it comes to Christian is those people that always say that phrase. You know why? I ain't been churched all my life, but usually those people are hiding something. Probably whatever. They hiding something. So that's why the oldest day that the Lord is made. No, because you don't want us to see the day that you are. We're the same way here. And something that's very important, I don't care if you MC, OMC, SC, BC, DC, AC, DC, all that good stuff together, your leadership should be praying for its members regularly. Your members should be praying for his leadership regularly. Now, let the truth be told. Some of y'all will say, man, I ain't praying for my leadership, but they ain't leading good. Then that's when it's time for you to lead. See, sometimes you may not be the one to change the organization. It's just time for you to change. Some of y'all in an organization that you love, you care for, but you yourself is in a dead-end situation. You may be cherishing your organization. You just find your organization, but you ain't grown in two or three years. You hanging on to a legacy that has no legacy. It's not legendary no more. You are now in a situation where everything in life you do, you do alone. Only thing you do with your club is you go to a meeting once a month when that meeting is during the meeting, nobody's talking to you, speaking to you, you ain't talking to them. Then the meeting is over with. They don't see you, talk to you, call you for the next 30 days. Why are you there? If they don't care enough about you to check on you, just what's up, dog? How that job coming along? You out there trucking? Be safe. Come on. That's what MCN is about. 
So today we're just looking at a few short verses. Because I'm going to do a lot of talking today. Because it's time, it's time to cut this foolishness out. We're in Luke 6, chapter 6, verses 12 through 16. When we get to 13 and 16, I'm just going to say the names of the apostles. I'm not going to go into the dads and what the other names were. We don't need to do all that. Y'all already know it. If you want to know the, if you want the expository teaching, come back on Sunday morning. We'll break it down. On Wednesdays, we just emceeing. We just bring the Bible to the MC world. So that's all we want you to do. So I'm letting y'all know because I know I got some over-the-top church folks that watch me. I tell them I don't care. They're going to get all mad. Well, you didn't say uh, Bartholomew. You didn't say uh, uh, James was the son of. I get all that. And I'm not going to do that today. I'm saying that now because I'm going to be there in a little while. And I don't want to hear y'all mouth. And if I do hear, I really don't even care. So swash that. If you want to break down. Of what we do in the Bible, join us Sunday mornings. That's what we do, expository teaching, and that's what that simply just means. We study each verse, which is difficult, by the way. But listen, I need for y'all to understand something right now. I need for y'all to hear what I'm finna say right now. I need for y'all to passionately take notes, because I'm finna read verse 12. And I left verse 12 by itself for a reason. It says in verse 12, at that time, Jesus went to a mountain to pray. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. Jesus simply just went away to pray. Now, I'm not going to get into his prayer, but we know what the Bible said. But I'm going to, I got to bring this home to us, to our community. You need to sometime your only prayer, and I'm not taking away from your family, I'm not taking away from your kids, I'm not taking away from your job, your friends. You got enough time in the day to pray for all that. You need to set aside some prayer time just for your organization. You need to, if each member, took, you got that person that you want to get rid of, pray them out the club. With respect, though, with respect, with respect, with respect, with respect, with respect. But you need to, can I read verse 12 again? I got to stay here for a minute. At that time, Jesus went to a mountain to pray. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. Some of y'all just simply need to spend the whole day praying for your organization. You know that organization you're in is a hot Foolish mess. It's just messed up, toe up, flipped up, stripped up. Ain't nobody speaking though. Nobody like each other. Ain't nobody loving each other. Some of y'all, and some of y'all got great, awesome organization that's on the move, that's doing great things. Sometime in your prayer day, because you should be praying constantly, you should be praying all the time. There's different things going on in your life. You need to set aside some time. To where all you pray for is that organization with the past that's on your back. Whether you're one chapter, whether you're five chapter, whether you're 10 chapter, 20 chapter, 30 chapter, whatever you are, each and every member need to pray for that organization. And it doesn't have to be together. That would be nice. But each individual need to take time out 
and pray for the organization that they're part of. You want new members? Pray new members in. You want old members out? Pray old members out. But in ordinary for whatever, you want to, listen, <clears throat> you want a better anniversary party next year than you had this year, you got 12 months to pray for an additional 100, 200, 300. Because, rock, I may not go to a lot of anniversary parties. I go to meet and greets. But you understand what an anniversary party is? It brings like-minded people together to fellowship, have fun. And we need that. But some of y'all's anniversary parties, you don't even need to have them. You're spending all that money for 50 people. You, you done rented this room, you done bought this food, you got all these drinks for 50 people. Matter of fact, some of y'all need to start teaming up with other clubs, bringing other people in together and just have a big old bash. But you can pray the uplifting of your events by praying for your events. I know the church folks, man. Are you praying over a party? Yes, I am. You praying that they have some beer? Yes, I am. Because we need to learn to love and fellowship. We need to learn to care for one another. And the only way we can do that is what? Through prayer. Because some of us struggle with that. You see it in churches all the time. The pastor's the biggest hypocritic fool. But he show up on Sunday, holy. Sprinkling water all over him on Sunday morning. But the rest of the week ain't nothing but the devil. And that's the truth. We need to start doing better. In verse 13 and 16, when it was a day, he called his disciples. Jesus called his disciples. I used to say this. I did a series, and that's where this comes from, the bikers in the Bible. And in that series, I simply just said that these 12 men was the first MC community that we ever seen. They're the first on record community that we ever seen. I simply just had fun with it because they're the first man's club. I know MC don't really technically mean that, but we was having fun. But this is the first solid groundbreaking MC that we've seen. And Jesus didn't start off with five men. He started off with 12. Can I say something right now? If you start off with five or six people, you're going to always lose one. You're going to always lose one. The 12 lost one. See how tradition just follows itself? Okay, okay. He chose 12 of them and he called them apostles. He chose 12 of them and he called them apostles. There was Simon. And then there was another Simon. Andrew, James, John, Philip, Matthew, Thomas. Simon again. And then there was Judas. Now I know so I, I opened up saying this. I'm going to say it again. I did not go into the breakdown and detail of each name. I just gave you the 12 names. That's all I need you to have. We MCing today. But he had them. But we are going to go back because one of those Simons, he changed the name to Peter. And we know Peter. And then we, we, we really don't know a lot. Of, we know who Peter is. We know who Andrew, James, and John is. We kind of know Philip. We know Matthew. We know a little bit about Thomas. We know a little bit about James. You know, when you look at the, the, the disciples 
And, and this wasn't a rule book. And this wasn't a how they just put it together. But if you ever notice, they break down in groups of four. When you read it in the Bible, you see four names, four names, four names. And, and, and there's a book out there called The Twelve Apostles written by John MacArthur. And I've read that book and I've taken the, the Bible study on that book. And it breaks down how their responsibilities came about. It simply came about because they was allowed to be themselves. They was allowed, Peter was allowed to be Peter. Peter would, Peter would, let can I say this here? Peter would cuss you out and pray for you in the same sentence. That's just the truth. Peter had a hot temper. He was a hot head. But they looked at Peter without Peter trying to be here as the leader. I can say that because no matter how many times you read about the disciples, when it calls names of the disciples, the first name is always going to be Peter. Now, we know Jesus probably had a little soft spot for John. We get that. But when it came to the, the 12, they looked at Peter to guide them to where they needed to go. If you follow us on Sunday morning, you're going to see how strong a voice Peter has when Paul shows up. But you got to understand something. They was placed in positions not because they asked for. See what I'm trying to get in here? Some of y'all presidents have no business being presidents. They ego presidents. They probably only became a president because they attacked the other presidents because everybody got a Judas. See, they probably only became the president because they went off somewhere and started that whispering talk. They went off somewhere and they was having luncheon and calling. See, they was doing the stuff your president wasn't doing because he was too busy constructing the club together. But you got that one sorry individual who wants to divide everything because they think they can do it better. And in some cases they can't, but in most cases they fade away. Because as soon as they get rid of the one person who they trying to tear down, they have no more vision. They only vision was critiquing everything that person was doing. The only reason they had a voice is because when this person said something, they would undermine what they were saying. But you ever notice the person that you push away, when you push them away, you push them to higher realm. While you still down here being a little chihuahua, they done became a full-blooded pit bull. And they moving differently. They walking differently. Their head is up. And I'm going to tell you something about great leaders. I'm not even going to get in that great leaders as followers and all that. But I'm going to tell you how you can tell when you see a great leader. A great leader can become a president today and be a regular member tomorrow. See, a great leader don't have to have a title to lead. All they have to do is have a position in their life that places them where they should be or where they need to be or how they should be or how they should act. Or how they, and all you're doing is you placing them in an environment where they simply get to now be more of themselves than they was over here because they knew that Judas was lurking around. See, Jesus knew J Judas was there. And everybody else continued. Everybody else just kept working. So this is what you got to understand right now. Now we're seeing the first, I call it the Team Church MC. How Team Church MC was built. 
You know what Team Church, by the way, of apostles was built to do? Serve the community. <laughs> Let's be true. That's all. They was here to serve the community. Through their leader, Jesus Christ, he gave them certain gifts. They can raise people from the dead. They can preach. They can speak properly. They can, used to probably couldn't walk a block. Now they can walk 30 miles in a day. I mean, he gave them gifts, but their gifts was simply was to serve the community. Because you had one leader, Jesus, 12 men that simply went on a journey. Just like we are in the MC community. We are on a journey. Because every, every organization that has a patch, somewhere along the line, got community service in it. But I'm going to say this here. You should not be joining the organization just because they do community service. You don't need an organization to do community service. You can go down to the homeless shelter any day you want to. They got something for you to do. You can go over there to the Red Cross. You can go to the Salvation You can do all that on your own, but it makes it more valuable when you're doing it with a crew because guess what? Now you got role stirrers at lunch that you can talk about because somebody's going to do something funny. And we need that experience in our community. We need to have that because a lot of us, we never actually, until we joined MC, we never did anything in or around the community to help someone else. Some of us, let's just be truthful. Some of us are simply just too selfish to help somebody else. But now that we're in an organization with a group of like-minded people who love to help others, guess what? Now we out there just turning pots, just, just, just mashing mashed potatoes and frying eggs and all that for the community. So we still need that purpose. Now check this out. This is why I got to get a little personal just for a moment. No one person not one single soul is bigger than the club. Nobody is bigger than that patch. A lot of y'all, the patch was there before you got there. That patch has been around since 1966. Hell, you were just born in 1988. So how are you bigger than the patch? A lot of y'all in organization that was around, your daddy was in that organization or your mama was in that social club. So what makes you bigger than them? When you leave, when a lot of us, we see it all the time. Lord, we hope it never happens, but we know some, all of us are going to go home one day. We want that organization to still be there. And I get it. You're a standout in your club. I get it. You represent the team very well. I get it. You win the, the, the ground pound of the year every year for the last 10 years. I get that. But that don't make you bigger than the club. That just makes you a face of the club. And it's true. A lot of people come to y'all's function because they see you out there. That does not make you bigger than the club. That makes you just a great, aggressive part of the team. That's all. The problem with some of y'all is you don't want ground pound of the year 10 years in a row and your whole club don't even celebrate you. Even after you get that trophy, don't nobody give you a cigar. 
After you get that trophy, don't nobody ask you to take you lunch. They give it to you, they leave. You standing there by, they don't even take pictures of you with the trophy. That's the problem with some of y'all. If your organization or if you can't celebrate each accomplishment of each member, then there is a problem. And that's what y'all need to work on. Because if one of my members go back to college and they graduate from college, it's my responsibility, even without the club, but I'm going to bring it to the club. We need to do something to celebrate, homeboy. That's the type of love we should have. One of our kids, and I say one of our, because we all say when we got kids in the club, I'm your uncle, I'm your aunt. Well, when they graduate high school or college, we need to be part of that celebration also. We need to learn to celebrate one another. Okay. Now listen to this. I'm still a little personal. Why be a leader and treat people like crap? Why are you a leader and you treating people like crap? We volunteered. For, this ain't the army. We volunteered for this. We sitting out here making you look at let's be realistic. Honda Gold Wings and Indian Challengers and Holiday. Look, you, you look, ain't no hundred dollar payments there. All the motorcycles, thirty plus thousand dollars. Most of y'all paying more in monthly payment on your motorcycle than your house payment is. Yeah, I get your motorcycle financed for five years, house thirty years. But you see where I'm going with this. So if you putting that much investment in it. You showing some of y'all got a $30,000 motorcycle with $30,000 worth of extras. So that's $60,000 worth of motorcycle for you to go to an organization and the leader treats you like crap. The devil is a lie. It's time to move on. Take your joy somewhere else. But better yet, why not leave your joy there? Go to your leader and say, hey, man, you can't. I, I get that you're an aggressive person. You know, you probably was a first sergeant in the Marines. I'm cool with that. But kind of listen to your tone a little bit, how you talk to the bros. They get a little upset. They're not telling you. But I'm loving you enough to say, be direct, but be calm. You know what you're going to say before the meeting get here. Write your notes down and in your notes put, lower my tone and be calm. So when you go to the meeting, just like me, a lot of what y'all hear me say, I'm reading word for word. You can tell sometimes I say, I done lost my place. I laugh with it, but I'm saying that to say, if you're going to be a leader, stop treating your people like crap. Yeah, we pay dues to be in our organization. We can pay dues to be anywhere. I ain't got to give you my $2. I take my $2 over here. So what I'm simply saying, time out with this treating your people. Because some of y'all treating your people like crap and your people loving the living daylights out of this organization, knowing that you're going to treat them like crap. And let me say this as we close. If you're a leader, that me, myself, and I, your voice is not the only voice in this organization. I'm sorry, it's not. 
Your voice, your voice may be important because of your leadership role, but it is not the only voice in this organization. All of us done watch somebody else leave one organization just to go over here to be in this organization and become greater than we've ever seen because you 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 took their voice and you you kept putting it in a jar where they couldn't speak. But because now they got a voice, all the ideas that you see that club is doing is ideas that this one person been suppressing the whole time they was in your organization because they never had a chance to voice that. So it's not that this organization is growing. This organization is just doing everything they wanted this organization to do. But you felt like you was the only voice, so you suppressed everybody else's voice, and that's why you got 50 people showing up at your anniversary, and this person done went over here, and this organization used to have 50 people. Now they got 1,500. Now they got 2,000 because they vision. And their purpose is being listened to. Somebody is listening. So I got to ask, are you listening? Because if you know anything about Jesus, if you know anything about Jesus, Number one, he definitely listened to the father. He listened to the father. But you ever notice in the scriptures something else Jesus did? He talked to and listened to his apostles. Jesus really didn't have to. He's supposed to have been the ultimate instructor of all times. But you ever notice he talked to and listened to his disciples. Hey, Peter, come on out here. I'm a little scared, a little nervous. Ah, uh, come on out here. He took Peter's fear, and for a moment he showed him how strong he can be. The problem with Peter was at that very moment he got weak. And as Jesus was showing him how strong he was by allowing him to walk on water, he was showing Peter, you can accomplish this if you stay on path, if you stay on track. But guess what happened to Peter? He got cocky. He got beyond himself. He got, as they used to say, grandmama used to say, great grandma, he got full of himself. And when he got full of himself, Jesus started to shake things up a little bit. And when he shook things up a little bit, that's when Peter was doing what? He was finna fall down. And guess what? Jesus reached down and picked him right back up. Some of y'all done got full of yourselves and nobody's picking you right back up. Some of y'all done got so full of yourself, nobody wants to pick you back up. they rather just leave you alone and move on. That's not fair to the organization, but sometimes that's necessary for the organization. Because hear me out. There is no me, myself, and I. There is no me, myself, 
and I and am sin. There is us. There is the multitude of us. There is all of the guys. There's everybody has a purpose for this organization to be great. You know why Kings of the South is Kings of the South? Because when you see those guys, they love that organization. You know why block burners is block burners? Because when you see the block is hot, you see a bunch of guys who love on their organization. You know why rare breed is at the top of the food chain? Because those guys love the living life of that organization. And they let everybody know how much they love it. But you know why some of y'all clubs is nowhere? Because nobody talks. Your own members don't even talk about your club. Your own members. I was in Texas, what, two weeks ago? I fried. You could have ate me like fish. But you know what I had on? My vest. Because I was proud to represent the organization that I was representing. Can we get back to just simply being proud of who we are? Can we get back to emceeing the way emceeing should be? I'm going to say something that's funny. Y'all inboxing the crap out of me this morning. Every time I look at my watch, it ain't a message. It's an inbox where people want me to call them. I'm a, I promise y'all, I'm going to call every one of y'all too. I am. But I first of all want y'all to know one thing before I leave. This is what I want y'all to know. I love you. I simply love every one of y'all. I love this MC community. I mean, my dad's 79 years old. He in Alaska. He might be back. Now I think he's still in Alaska at 79 on a motorcycle. So that tells you how much I love this lifestyle. I love you. I love you. I want to one day meet and greet every one of you. But you got to be around for me to do that. So can we simply start, I know some of y'all don't like me, I get that, but love me. I know some of y'all, I'm tired of him preaching, I am too. <clears throat> but I preach the way I preach because I want our community to grow. I'm not a Baptist church, I'm not a Kojic church. See, I'm not some pastor who didn't know what to do with his church, so now everything I do, I do in the bike world. No, I'm in the bike world because that's where I was born. I was born the son of a biker who somehow found Jesus Christ, and I'm staying right here in the place that makes me the happiest. I do. I sometimes feel sorry for these pastors who have to sell a church to Satan to be a biker-friendly church. You've been in church 20 years when all of a sudden you want to be something because this is where you get a few likes and views at. We're not that. Queen City Biker Church simply loved the living life out of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it but love us back. So listen, we're going to close. I simply want to say once again, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Q Talk. Continue to fellowship with us. We'll be back Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Continue <clears throat> to support Queen City Bike Church of Columbia. Uh, he's on every Sunday at 1 p.m. 
the first Sunday of the month. Uh, Pastor Marlin is at, I said Thunder Tower West last week, and I'm so sorry. He's at Thunder Tower in Columbia. He's at Thunder Tower in Columbia, where it's really Elgin, South Carolina. But everybody know what Thunder Tower is. Uh, highway 20, exit 82. You can't miss it. It's right on the highway every Sunday at 1 p.m. So all y'all that want to ride your motorcycles, come on down on Sundays. Come in your car. We don't care. Get a boat, whatever. Fly in. They got a helicopter pad. Drop in. You know, aerosol. Come on down. But be there every Sunday. Continue to follow us every week. Uh, we'll be back Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We'll be back next Wednesday. We got a great one for next Wednesday. I love you. I love you. I love you, man. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if we leave this place today, we know that they pack it. We open up with simply just say, we want this. When we come on Wednesday, we want, we're just going to pray the safety of bikers. Because we know they're finna hit the highway. We already know they're finna pound. We already know they're finna get down and dirty on the highway. We know it's hot out there. We know we're pushing ourselves to the limit. We know gas prices is too high. Continue to bless and strengthen all these bikers. Allow the Holy Spirit to cover them with being smart, with being considerate, with looking out for one another, looking out for themselves. And for this, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we want to say amen, amen, and amen.